You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hey, hi, and hello. This is Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt, and we're here with your weekly documentary book club podcast. I'm super excited this week because we're going to cover Finders Keepers. This documentary runs about an hour and 24 minutes. We found it on Tubi, and it was released in 2015. Yeah, it's directed by Brian Carberry and Clay Tweel. Sorry, I cannot not say I know. his name that way. <laughs> I know. I hope it's I hope it's how he inflects it as well because that is super fun. I assume so. So this whole to-do takes place in Maiden, North Carolina in 2007. The story starts a little bit before that, but kind of where we catch up with the documentary, that's where it begins. There are two main characters in this. One is John Wood and one is Shannon Wisnett. And I wrote some stuff down behind John Wood and I'm going to go ahead and read it now because even out of context, it's hilarious. Okay. John Wood, amputee, shot and run over by a state dump truck, electrocuted, and he was in a plane crash. And Shannon Wisnett is an entrepreneur slash footman. So if that doesn't kind of whet your appetite for what this is, I don't know that we're going to be able to help you. I wrote down beside John Wood, I put original leg owner. <laughs> and next to Shannon Wisnett, I put foot finder. That's it. That's I all mean, I got. <laughs> yeah. Foot usurper even. I don't know. Depending on your viewpoint, I suppose. But mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about this leg and old John Wood. He loses the leg in 2004. The whole leg, he somehow convinces his doctors to let him keep this leg after it's amputated. What was that conversation like? I don't know, right? So let's start with saying he was in a plane crash and that's why he had to get his leg amputated. And yeah, he decided he wanted to keep it because he thought that they would give him back preserved skeletal remains. And he wanted to make it a memoriam to his father who died in the plane crash. Yes. But- they give him his entire leg. Like he was describing it. This is the first five minutes and he's describing it. And I'm trying to eat popcorn and I nearly threw up. Yep. I was, was trying to eat dinner. When I, I, know, I was, was like, so yeah, he's like, I could see bone and tendon and Yeah. And they just give it to him in a bag. I mean, <laughs> a yeah. garbage bag. Yeah. So I don't know what wheeling and dealing happened to go down to talk the hospital into letting him keep the leg. I don't know what that was all about, but that part is also fascinating because I thought that was sort of against the rules. I would think it, and John and I were talking last night because okay. he sat down and he had some very choice words to say about me watching that. But anyway, <laughs> so he's like, that's got to be illegal, right? It's hazardous. It's biohazard. And I'm like, well, people give entire bodies over to funeral homes. Yes. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I want to say about that other than I would like to know more. So the whole leg after amputation. So imagine this is below the knee or right at the knee, something like that. That's, that's, so you're talking what two foot of foot. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So he gets the leg by way. Okay. So it's at the hospital. Dwayne, the mortician grabs the leg and brings it to John in some kind of plastic bag And then as John's sitting there, all excited to see the skeletal remains that he's gotten back, I don't know, Dwayne the mortician just runs out of the house. And I was like, oh, okay. 
That doesn't bode well for what you're going to find in the bag. Really, it does not. Like, he doesn't stay around. There's no grim fascination. Evidently, Dwayne the Mortician, who does not make an appearance, is a fourth-generation mortician. So you know that it's atypical at best. He's seen some shit. Right? So John Mm -hmm. has the leg, is unsure what to do with it, takes it to a Hardy's and asks them (laughs) to hold it for a hot minute while he figures out something else to do. So he says he knows a girl that works there. This is not the manager because she receives said leg, puts it on top of the sausage biscuits is the story you get. And then John drives away to try to find another home for this. He gets a phone call that the manager has now found the leg in the freezer with the food and he has to come back and he picks the leg up through the drive-thru. So, I mean, he's uh, nothing if not efficient. Are you not entertained, audience, already? Um, <laughs> I this is, this is all the first 10 minutes, right? Yeah, I was laughing like a hyena. Number one, they're in North Carolina. They have the best accents and it is, there's so much going on that you're watching, that you're trying to take in. It's almost like a movie, but this is real. Right, and I will say their accents at least Shannon's especially, is so thick, sometimes it's hard to understand him. And they do put subtitles in part of it as well. I think the problem is they speak quickly. And, you know, if you're not used to that, you're not picking up on it. So it's not that they speak poorly. It's just that the accent for me made it. So somehow then John decides that he wants to mummify the leg. So he rips the screen out of his front door and wraps the leg in the screen, is at some point, basting it with embalming fluid. But then what do. he does, yeah, he puts it in a possum tree and then lets it hang out in the sun for six months. And then it ends up in a smoker, like a meat smoker. This looks like a grill, but a little bit different purpose. And that then goes into a storage facility because John moves to South Carolina. Well, he gets evicted, right? And so in the process of moving everything into a storage locker, it's not a locker, it's a huge facility, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. yeah, he put the leg in the smoker probably so people weren't like checking it out and then moves it or in. Or it fit, I mean. Yeah, right. And it fit. And yeah. then it's, it's, he's kind of forgotten it. His mom paid for the locker for three months. Right. And then she's like, nah, it's on you now. Mm-hmm. No more. Which uh, is where Shannon comes in. Yes. So Shannon, wasn't buys the contents of the storage locker they're going through it. I don't know. There's There were some shows that kind of rehashed people doing this. And, you know, they're looking for, I don't know, a hidden Monet or something among mm-hmm. the trash and stuff that everybody puts in a storage locker or a storage unit. Now you got me saying it. So they find the smoker. He opens it up. Then he finds the leg. And then he says the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life, Ugh. which is there was cholesterol running out of it. Oh, and I'm sort of also fascinated by that statement because I'm like, is that true? I don't think cholesterol works that way. I'm no expert, but it seems like a jump to me. Like if this thing's been dried and mummified, what is that fluid? It could just be embalming fluid with other body bits in it. I don't know. Yeah. So Shannon is initially introduced as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. much like yeah. you said. And all I could think of is that's a really loose interpretation of that word. Yes. But yeah, he buys this, he bids on the locker, gets the contents. Now, I know this is nitpicky, but I feel like this story is good enough without embellishment. Really, honestly, right? Oh, yeah. 
But Shannon's telling the story and he has to like embellish. And he was like, well, the smoker was the last thing we put in the truck. And it was yes. the last thing we took out of the truck. Listen, that's not how packing shit works. Right. I know this. You know this. First thing in is the last thing out. Last thing in is the first thing out. Right. That's how it fucking works. And I know it's stupid, but that makes me stop believing in a lot of shit you're saying. Because now you're just telling a story. Right. 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 It makes no sense. Like you're trying to drudge up drama where there doesn't need to be any drudging up. Like finding a right. leg is story enough right uh, you don't need to room. add anything and the cholesterol running out no yeah I, just, I don't buy it right um, so then he does what I think a sensible human being would do is like he calls the 5-0 and he's like I found a human foot and they're like a say what and he's, <laughs> you know he's like I yeah. found a human left foot and so they get involved some poor policeman has to come down and pick up the leg and take it to the funeral home. So it goes not, I don't think it ever makes it to the funeral home initially, but it's back at the funeral home and they do whatever it is that they do while they store things. I guess they don't really discuss that, but I'm like, I would have loved to have been again at the funeral home when somebody's like, yeah, we've got a bit of leg we're going to bring to you that cool or whatever. You know what? The whole thing is so fascinating. We need to talk to, there's a girl at work that her degree is actually in like the mortuary sciences yes. or like embalming and stuff. And mm-hmm. we need to ask her because I feel like they're probably like, yeah, whatever, bring it over. It's a body part. It's a body part. Okay. And I wonder if people get off and get them like cremated or something and keep them. I mean, I can't imagine they give them to them fresh as they did in this situation. And I, I bet there was an investigation involved after that, but they probably want some part of it as a memory or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really haven't. I don't know anybody that's been through an amputation that I was close to. Like there's family friends that had lost a finger back in the day, but you know, that seems somewhat removed from what we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, and they, they showed the cop, they like interviewed this sheriff, oh, yeah. I believe that came and he's like, I wasn't touching it. Mm-mm. Like he like, so cannot gross. believe the whole to do. He's like, I'm not touching it. Right. <laughs> so gross. So then they talk a little bit about John after this, and he had been a Marine mm-hmm. and seems to have spent his life trying to make his dad proud, which I wouldn't say is unusual, uh, but he got kicked out of the Marines and fell into drugs. Fell into drugs? Do you fall into drugs? Uh, there was a choice made there. Anyway, he was an he- addict. And then they kind of rap about his dad a little bit, who seems to be a larger-than-life character, so... The impression I got was this guy was loved in the community, really a force of nature that may not have been especially nurturing to his own children. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, okay. it, he didn't seem like a bad guy. It, it, no, not it at all. It seemed like they portray the family as a very typical 50s. Mm-hmm. Mom stayed home, dad yep. worked. They had a lot of money. Interestingly enough, Shannon describes him as John as a spoiled brat. You know, they had a roller rink in their basement or something. They had a big compound mm-hmm. they lived on. So he bought them, he, the father, Tom, bought the kids, John and his sister, bought them anything they wanted. But he, yeah, you're right. He was like a larger than life character, right? So he was a daredevil. He mm-hmm. he was a bush pilot. He built stuff and go-karts and they seem to always be doing fun stuff. Yes. I don't there know was... how you live up to that when you get older, right? Because life isn't fun all the time. Right. So... John was chasing something that he wasn't getting it from his dad. So mm-hmm. I think that is important to mention because it then plays into some stuff later. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about he wants to have the skeletal remains 
of his leg to make a memorial to his dad. And then I wrote, the fuck? Question mark. What is that? I don't know. But you know what? Death affects everybody differently. And You're everyone right. does different stuff, right? If that was something that he thought he could see and it would make him feel like he was closer to his dad or something, then then it served its purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would make more sense if it were his dad's leg versus his own. Yeah. I just was but, trying to understand, like, what was the memorial supposed to look like? What were we supposed to do with it? Like, were you going to have it, like, kicking a ball? Like, what? Are, I, mean, I just was right. so fascinated by, like, what does that mean? I need more information. But we kind of gloss over that. We just accept that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Them skeletal bones is going to make a memorial to dad. Awesome. So then let's switch gears a little bit and we'll talk about the Wisnets. I just wrote Shannon Wisnet is just wow. Wow, I say to you. I don't really know how else to describe this man. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a bad dude, but he finds the foot and thinks that this is his ticket to fame and fortune. It's his big break. Yeah, he's a little bit of a guy who's been chasing fame and kind of doing some things to get on TV. For instance, he was on an episode of Jerry um, Springer. Jerry Springer. Yeah. And so they show some clips of that. And he talks about, well, it's $3 for an adult to come see the foot and a dollar for the kids to come see the foot. And we're going to display it at Halloween. And we're going to... No. I mean, that came a little bit later, but... Well, he was charging just to see the smoker that the foot came in. There was no foot involved. Right. So he tried to sell tickets to see an empty smoker. No one really wanted to see that because there was no foot in it. Mm -hmm. So from the get-go, he is pissed off that they took the foot. He tries to go to the funeral home and get it back because, by God, he Mm -hmm. paid for it. And Mm -hmm. that is the his. if he says that once in this thing, he says it 50 times. He has Um, a receipt in his pocket essentially at all times. Yes. Somebody, I'm not sure if it's Shannon's wife, and I did not jot her name down. Um, Lisa. Okay. Or it's... John's sister, who is Miriam, I think. Um, somebody Marion, says, yeah. Okay, somebody says the words fuckery and shenanigans, and I was like, well, I I loved it. I love the word fuckery, but pair it with shenanigans, and you've really got quite a duo. It was Marion that said that, yeah. That okay. cracked me up. It's all fuckery and shenanigans as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. She's my kind of chick, that girl. She really is the best. So now you start to see that there's a bit of a showdown going on between these two. And John calls a meeting, almost like a press conference, in the Dollar General parking lot. What do you say about that? I mean, it's a wide open space. It's across from this funeral home. So I suppose for if you were a news crew, you'd be like, yeah, we could get the shots that we need. But man, if oh, that's just as white trash as it gets. I don't know. I think it really sums up America, right? <laughs> we're going to yeah. have a news conference about someone who purchased my leg in the Dollar General parking lot. Mm-hmm. If someone were just wearing guns on their belt, that would have clearly been the perfect picture of America. Maybe a nice Eagle t-shirt to show how patriotic <laughs> they are. Yeah. I think one um, of them was wearing an American flag shirt at some point. Yes, so there you're we go. absolutely correct. So Shannon gets word of this. He takes himself down to this area and he and John are on camera together. I don't know. I mentioned it was somewhat of a tense. They didn't like fight or anything like that, but it was definitely a moment worth capturing on film. Well, and John, so John hears about it. He comes up from South Carolina where he's living and he's like, I just want my leg back. It's Mm -hmm. my leg. I want it back. 
Shannon, like you said, just he wants to be on camera. He wants to be part of it. He's constantly seeking that validation and recognition. So he goes and he pushes his way in, for lack of a better word, and tries to, I don't know, make a deal. And I think what's interesting is he says after the fact, he's like, well, John and I talked, John. And I was like, hey, what about some kind of shared custody? And I about lost it when he talked oh, about shared too. custody of a leg. Of Yeah, of your leg. Um, yeah, it's not even a, a dog, dude. It's a leg. And then he was like, and John was like, yeah, I mean, we can do all this stuff. And later on, John's like, there was no deal at all. Right, at Never, all, ever. ever. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that Shannon sounds like Boss Hog because the, he then comes in with, yes. I may have had some minute amount of business opportunities with him. I was just like, that is so amazing. He does. If he had a cigar, you're right. That would have, I mean, he was smoking, but it's yeah. not the same as chomping on a cigar the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I was ready for Roscoe Pico train to walk in at any point. Yeah. So he wants, again, to turn a, to turn a buck on this leg situation fascinating but interestingly not just a buck he wants the fame from it Mm -hmm. he wants the recognition from it money yes that too but i think more than anything he just craves that recognition and fame he's such an interesting character and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm like okay they talk to some other people in the town and they're like he's always been like this this is always something he's trying to leverage a buck out of something so i think he recognized that this story was going to be big but kind of goes about it in a really weird way. Something he says a little bit later, and I feel like this is common in every documentary we watch. He says, I'm pretty smart. I'm sure all y'all have figured that out by now. <laughs> yes. Again, most smart people don't have to tell you how smart they are. But yeah, and then he's like, all of my friends have said, I've got the best business mind in the world. And I'm like, does Warren Buffett know about this guy? But then mm-hmm. he's like, kicked back in a recliner while he's telling you this and so again I'm just like who are you yeah how does your brain work he's surrounded by junk in like a garage or something that he's doing this yes interview in it's weird you've got to see it it's just the best so then let's talk a little bit about John's mom her name is Peg Wood and I wrote unresolved issues for days (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so she doesn't come in until I don't know some what 20 minutes in um Mm -hmm. and they kind of talk about the marriage between tom and peg and again reiterating the fact that this was very 50s style she did not work she took care of the house and raised the children and since tom died in the plane crash she had him cremated and kept his ashes in whatever box they sent her with some kind of weird cardboard box that I think it's pretty standard. And then mm-hmm. the idea is that you then buy another thing to put him in that's probably a little bit more formal, could be an urn, could be like a nice wooden box, something like that. But she chooses mm-hmm. not to do that. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have a memorial for this guy. And she said, well, he doesn't want to deal with that fuss. He never really was interested in everybody crying and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says, do you know how much that costs? Mm-hmm. So, Wow. So this was kind of frustrating for me because, listen, she can grieve however she wants. Absolutely. She has every right to do that. And if she feels like that's where those ashes belong, that's where those ashes belong. And the kids were really pissed. Mm -hmm. So there's John and Marion were the the kids. And Marion's husband is on as well, also named Tom, right? Mm -hmm. Little. Yeah, we'll call him Little Tom. I hope so. And 
and they were discussing how, you know, she didn't have any memorial. How could she do that? That was just her getting back at her husband for all these years. And all I could think of was you too could have a memorial. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to do whatever you want. You don't have to have the ashes there. You can do whatever you want to memorialize your father. Mm-hmm. It is not entirely up to the woman who just lost her husband, who was probably going through a lot. Even if it was a complicated marriage, your life has just changed completely. And sometimes it's just too much to handle, I'm sure. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine. So for them to just, they kind of put this on her mm-hmm. and didn't take any of that responsibility themselves. That's about the only time in this entire show that I'm like, well, that was kind of shitty, right? Yeah, it's not that she's uncaring either because she really does do a lot to help John convalesce from his amputation. So yeah, it's not that she's a, a bad person by any means, but maybe she was just overwhelmed between those yeah. two events and she she wasn't able to do that. They kind of portrayed it as a little bit of a power move by her, but you're right. I, I mean, who's to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that Peg said, which I think says a lot about her, she said, you can't help but like John. There are times where I don't think that I love him, but I like him. Which is a flip of the old saying, right? Yeah. I've, um, I've said to my kids, listen, I don't like you very much right now. I love you, but I right. do not like you right, right. now. Right. And so it was interesting to hear it in reverse. And I thought, okay, that, mm-hmm. that speaks volumes. It really does. Now, let's also talk about the fact that as John is mending here he talks a lot about the oxycontin that he got to deal with the pain and he's very open about it he's like well you know you read the label and then after you take three oxycontin you just can't even read the label anymore and he's joking so i mean there's there's some truth to that but i do get the feeling that he was pretty bad Mm -hmm. at, at some of this so she was also the mother of an addict so that might have played a lot into the separation and some of that with, with John. Right. Oh, I don't, when she said, you know, he stole her car, he was stealing from her for drugs. And when he stole her car, she kicked him out. Listen, I know Marion at the time was like, I don't understand how you could do that to your child. Mm -hmm. And until you're presented with that, I get it. You probably can't understand. And I've never been in that situation, but I get it. Yeah. I've seen it with other people and I get it at some point. You're like, listen, you're going to bring us both down. So unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with this on your own. And I'm going to have to take care of myself. I do not blame her at all for that. I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. She seems like she's been through some some stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know when you were talking about Shannon, if you mentioned, I realized that he's so full of business brain. He had a website called footsmoker.com and there were t-shirts and there were. Yeah, there was merch. Yeah. He had a podcast, which. While I hate to talk shit about my podcasting brethren, in this case, he was doing nothing but baiting John to show the leg, release the leg, give him the leg. All of the stuff seemed to have been on the table. And they kind of give you some clips of some stuff that he'd said, but nice, nice. Yeah, he, I didn't know that he had a podcast. I thought he was just on a podcast or two, but I, I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. Either way, he was on radio shows and everything, just yeah. talking not just about John, but he was talking about his family, calling his dad some loser who couldn't yeah. keep the plane up. Yeah. And so that's why it crashed. And let's put in perspective, this this was a, a small personal plane mm-hmm. that Tom, the dad, was flying. John had also, he also could fly and was co-piloting that day, as it were. Mm-hmm. And then small Tom and his son were also on the plane. 
Right. And it was a clear day, but they caught weather and they went into a nosedive and there was nothing that could have been done. Mm-hmm. Right. So for him to start talking shit about someone's family, that's, that's where most people draw the line. Like you could talk about me all day. Right. But don't start talking shit about my family. Also who's dead. Yeah. It's sort of an unwritten rule in society, right? That we just, we don't talk shit on the dead. It's, it's just, I mean, a, I don't know. We do. You and I do. <laughs> But most people probably, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, but for him, it was, it was for clearly a specific purpose. He wasn't, he was trying to get what he wanted. Yes. And like you said, to bait him. Mm-hmm. So John has the possession of the leg. He gets it back from the powers that be in Maiden. And then Shannon sues John. Mm-hmm. And then he has, this is Shannon, has a moment where he's talking about win, win, winning. <clears throat> and... That alone is something you have to see because it's like, well, it's a win-win or it's a win or it's a win-win winning. And then he compares himself to Eddie Murphy. And I'm, I, anyway, do you want to talk about the German talk show? I would say first, I, I want to talk because when he was talking about, he feels like a little bit of a comedian and mm. he compares himself to Eddie Murphy and Ron, and a couple other comedians of which I would say, no, I don't, I don't see any, any kind of similarity there, but Mm-mm. When the hairdresser asked him where where he thinks that came from, he said his dad. Mm-hmm. And then he starts discussing, you know, his dad apparently beat the shit out of him. That's, yeah. And yep. not even a little bit of, oh, you did something wrong and you get a whooping, but kind of beat the shit out of him. And I kind of jotted down that Lisa, his wife, mm-hmm. who's somewhat quiet, does not seem to want to be any part of this. She doesn't like the recognition. She doesn't like the fame. She just wants to live her life. And she, I said, she's quiet, but insightful. Cause she starts talking about how he always wanted the attention from his dad. He never right. got it. And he right. would do whatever it took to get that attention. And he's kind of always been seeking that mm-hmm. to fill that void is kind of what he's doing. And that poor girl to this whole movie, all I could think of is girl, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but when they met and so they were both in a bar and he was wearing a t-shirt and shorts and a cowboy hat, cowboy boots. And she looks at him and she says, what is he doing? He's so stupid. <laughs> right. But yeah. he describes her and it was so sweet because he it said, really was. he was like, I just saw her and she was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. I loved her charisma and the way she talked and the way mm-hmm. she moved. And it was just really, really sweet because this is years later. He's still describing her yeah. like that. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's very sweet. He must be a man that's got a lot of confidence. And so, cause she says he walks up and put his, puts his arm around her before. And that's sort of how they met. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get that. I, I think women like men with confidence. It doesn't yeah. necessarily, you know, he caught her eye with the kind of potentially goofy outfit, but it really ended up working for him because he was able to right. land, um, you know, somebody lovely. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She does seem lovely. Actually, really? I will, I will stay in this. Everybody in this, they're all good people, which I find really interesting because that's rarely the case when we watch documentaries. Usually someone's the horrible one. Right. But not in this case. Yeah. And then, so yeah, they, they, they go to Germany. Like you said, they have this German talk show gets a hold of them because it becomes this international thing. Right. It's and, all over the place. With yeah. This, you know, so, when you get sued and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they contact John and they contact Shannon about coming to Germany and doing this show. And they talk about how 
John didn't take, like Marion was discussing how, well, I would like to go to Europe too. And she helped take care of him a lot. She really put forth a lot of effort into his, I don't know, staying alive. When kind he of was care and out. well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. out of his mom's house. And then he takes his drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on that, all I have on that is that they both went, he looked very high on the show and, and it was just, they didn't show a lot of it. No, they showed some funny clips like the intro to this German talk show. And it's like the host is like looking over his shoulder at the camera. I mean, just <laughs> that part cracked me up. And then she, right. Shannon talks a little bit about like that there was champagne and caviar in the green room and they felt that this was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. John talks about being plied with booze and then he ends up showing the leg and Oh, right. They took just pictures of it. As you imagine, like the toenails were the part that Ooh. like really skeeved me out. Yeah. It was nasty. And he's just that was the- sitting there holding it like it's a like it's a mounted fish. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. so weird. Okay. One, that's the first time we see the leg. Mm-hmm. We actually see the leg. And it is mm-hmm. a lot grosser than I thought it would be. <laughs> Two, I've worked for the airlines. How the fuck did he take that leg on a plane? Mm-mm. How did I'm, they do any of this? I mm-hmm. don't know. I do have something that I jotted down. So Shannon is sitting on camera. Uh, they show a clip where he has a shirt on that says, I am friends with Footman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's wearing his own shirt, which I realize will be very ironic when I wear Go Dock Yourself merch, that mm-hmm. I will then be talking, I will be wearing my own brand, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially. So I kind of get it, but it was really funny to see it on TV. Mm-hmm. But when I originally saw the shirt, I thought it said, I am friends with fart mom. That's going to be our first merch actually. His stuff. Yeah. So I was like, look it up. I was Googling who's fart mom. Should I have some info on this? And then I realized it's just that I have thousand year old eyes and I can't read anything. So later I saw the same shirt and it was like, that says Footman. So yeah, good on me. But I had to make sure that I shared that because I literally have it written down. Fart mom. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely going to be our first merch. A shirt that says I am friends with fart mom. Right, right. So <laughs> that was super fun. Um, yeah. So then I'm going to go ahead and mention that at one point, John is missing a front tooth. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to speculate that it was in a bar brawl or do you think he just got so fucked up he fell down and it came out I mean I think that that plays really well into what you were saying about like he just looks completely high and messed up Mm -hmm. that's how you end up on tv with a missing front tooth at beyond and a a mummified foot yeah beyond being the age of 10 or whatever but I was like oh yeah I think that also needs to be missing because there are some things that are not are not being considered (laughs) in some of this so between the fart mom shirt and the missing tooth they are on the same wavelength the two of them (laughs) right good lord Um, well because of all of the to do judge mathis the judge mathis show gets a hold of shannon and john to see if they want their case decided on tv right now i've never seen this show but i have heard of it Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is, of course, Shannon immediately signs. He wants to be part of it because it's it's television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John is like, eh, you know, but at the bottom they say, listen, unlike regular court, these 
findings are binding. There's no appeal. This is it. He cannot come after you again after this. And he was like, all right, sign me up. Right. So how is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, they don't operate outside of the actual legal system, which would allow, you know, there's stuff going, you know, if you don't like it, you can appeal. Maybe it's part of the contract. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's part of the contract to come on the show that all of these are legally binding for infinity. Are you hearkening back to the people's court? Because that's sort of the precursor to yeah. this. So there's Judge Judy, there's Judge Mathis, there's... Judge Wapner was the original, oh, right? Oh, God. With his pillowy white hair. <laughs> Why did I like it so much more on him and I hate it on Mike Pence? Oh, well... Is it context? I think so. <laughs> I think it's the shit that falls out of their face that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, okay. But Judge Wapner and, and Price is White are the things that you would watch when you were homesick from school. Yes, right? exactly. You have, you have five channels and those are your options. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Judge Wapner. Um, I love it so much. Okay. So they go on the show and again, John looks pretty high and he says he was pretty high, I think. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is like Shannon is like, it, this is a very clear cut case. I don't understand why, you know, because Judge Mathis would say things like, you seriously are trying to get this man's leg. And he's, he's like, you have two legs. You don't need another leg. Well, what to the, the point fuck? where he makes him walk out from behind whatever podium they stand behind to, uh, you know, plaintiff and defendant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is pretty comical to hear the banter between the judge and these guys and the guys mm-hmm. themselves. I mean, of course, they don't show the whole thing, which I'm maybe going to have to look up at this point. Yeah. But Judge Mathis is pretty good personality. I will say I kind of enjoyed enjoyed mm-hmm. watching all of that yeah well and not just that so it comes down to the final verdict is he agrees with shannon shannon paid for the leg mm-hmm. so he awards monetary um judgment of five thousand dollars to shannon because that's what he was there he wanted the five thousand dollars and he wanted the leg mm-hmm. but he lets john keep the leg so in my opinion one that's a perfect that's perfect right, right. he gets his leg he gets five thousand dollars for whatever he thinks he was going to make off that leg. And and that's it, right? Perfect. Who pays the $5,000? John. Okay. So he's never going to get that money. This, this time, John is homeless, I think. it's Well, maybe not at this point, but you don't I think get he to... was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to go about doing that. But there are a couple things that really struck me after this. Mm-hmm. So Shannon discuss after the verdict, they walk out. And there are all these cameras that are like, Shannon, look over here, Shannon here. Mm -hmm. And he, he like tears up. He's like, that was the best day of my life having all of that attention. And that Mm -hmm. really broke my heart. This poor guy just, that's all he wants. Yep. And it was, it really made me sad (laughs) to think about that. I mean, I agree with you to say he, he seems like in some ways a very genuine person and Mm -hmm. he does make a great argument that. I mean, they even talk about he's invoking finders keepers as if it's some kind of mystic thing you can do. Like that's a parlay. (laughs) We've called the corners and now (laughs) we will invoke finders keepers. And and that's said on the news. And I just howled with laughter because I'm like, are we, are are we in elementary school? Am I in a playground right there? I mean, am I also going to have to check yes or no, whether I like this kid and meet him Mm -hmm. by the bike racks? I mean, it just, the whole thing was so funny. Right. But what I will say, the better thing to come from this, oh, mm-hmm. Judge Mathis and the producers 
realize John's addiction problem. So that's how fucked up he was, is they noticed immediately there was an issue. And they paid to send him to a top-notch rehab facility. Like, there's nothing in the news about this. This was completely altruistic. Mm -hmm. They didn't get publicity from it. They just did a good thing for someone. And I thought, damn, I wonder if everyone knows how amazing he is. He plays a character almost on the show, Mm -hmm. although he is a real judge. But I thought, that's that's some real human shit that I can appreciate. Well, I think they... In the intro to the show, they talk about Greg Mathis had been in jail and Mm -hmm. he got out of jail and then went to law school and kind of got a second chance or made an opportunity for a second chance for himself. I don't know. They don't really go into that story, but I had forgotten that because I'm not super familiar with this guy. But I mean, I think I have seen the show once or twice before. Mm -hmm. So he's got a little bit of perspective but yeah, I thought that was very cool that they sent him to one of the better treatment facilities. I think they said it was the one featured in 28 Days, the Sandra Bullock movie. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, she's America's sweetheart. Yeah, but I actually really like that movie. I do too. It's hard to watch, but I like it. Yeah. But yeah, he was saying how people were pulling up in limos and getting out. And here he is, some redneck yep. from, you know, nowhere, from nowhere yeah. getting the same treatment. Mm-hmm. They have his therapist on, Carlton Haggard. That's a name right there, man. Does um, he have a record deal to go with that? I feel like he sounds almost more like a lawyer. Like if you've been injured in an accident, <laughs> please call the law offices. Yeah. But they have him on and I like that he discusses, first of all, that John never dealt with the death of his father, right? He feels guilt from it. Feels like maybe sure. he could have done something. He could have prevented it and all of mm-hmm. that. And he hasn't dealt with it. But he also says that this leg business gave him something to do and he wouldn't have had anything to do otherwise. And that, you know, once he got sober, he, you know, he stayed sober. He went to the AA meetings. He went to therapy. He did all the things he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I guess he was just in a place in his life. Because if you're not ready for that, you're not going to do it, right? Like anything um, else. Yeah. Right. So he was in a place in his life that, and he got the proper treatment at the proper time and was able to use that to his advantage. And that it's a good thing to see at the beginning of this documentary you just have no idea where it's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. No idea where it's going to go. Oh, so yeah. when you start seeing this kind of switch, it's it's nice. It's a nice transition. Well, it's such an interesting mix of the ridiculous and the very mm-hmm. serious. Right. I mean, there's death in this. It's it's mm-hmm. not part of the main story, but you know these families have dealt with some serious tragedy and there's addiction, mm-hmm. which is never funny. But the rest of it is just fucking out of control there's an amputated leg and there are people fighting over it like seriously in court and stuff so that part is funny they are just almost at the beginning they're almost characters of people and then you kind of learn a little bit of their history and their backstory and I just want to give everybody a hug I know that's what I said I like all of them everyone in this in this documentary they're all such good people can we talk about the fact that he gets sober John gets sober And he rededicates himself to memorializing his dad with his leg. Uh-huh. Right. Here's where Katie Wilk comes in. Uh, yeah. Now, Katie Wilk is a character all on her own. She cleans bones to help people put them together more easily. Right? So, like, uh, animal bones and that. So, they can reassemble a skeleton. Yeah. And it's a hobby, she says. I mm-hmm. try to give it a name. I'm, like, preservationist. I don't no more context than that but i i found that very interesting 
So she takes it all the way down to the bone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're really well cleaned. So I think about like an animal skeleton that's in a school or something. That's our museum. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Cleaned remains and then somebody reassembles. I don't know if she's that cat or not. I will also say, so he he goes in and he meets her. He brings a leg in and he takes it out and she's holding it with her bare ass hand. Just holding it? Just about to get all that cholesterol all over it. Oh my God. And then she talks about, well, we can just peel this flesh off like jerky. Oh, girl, you so, need a different hobby. Yeah, she is. Um, she's very matter of fact. She seems like a lovely person also. Mm-hmm. Um, but John ends up talking to her because there's discussion about it's going to take $15,000 to clean the leg in the way that he wants it done. So he's looking for alternatives. And that's how she comes into the picture because she sees, I think, the Judge Mathis show. So she said, this is mm-hmm. somebody that I could help. So it's a, it's a lovely gesture. So they get together. And I was under the impression that she's going to strip the goo off and mm-hmm. then it's just going to be them bones. That's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. And can I also say that this is the point where John is sitting down. He's listening to this. And he looks at me. He's like, this is fucking disgusting. This is gross. <laughs> And you're gross for watching it and taking notes on it and then talking about it later. All of this. That's listen, what he thinks of me. Listen, we're just the messenger. This has been out there <laughs> since 2015. We're just bringing right? it to you, dear listener. You're welcome. You're welcome. I had to I have to endure insults from my husband because of this. So I hope you're happy that I'm sacrificing for you. Last night, uh, when I was meeting with my second born's girlfriends, folks, I was discussing this because we needed a quick topic of conversation. And I'm like, I have got you, my friends. So if you're a person who wants to have interesting shit to say over the holidays, this is what you need to be brushed up on because you Mm -hmm. are going to dominate that conversation in the best way. Preferably don't bring it up while you're eating. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is for drinks only. Yes. This is a cocktail conversation. If they're hot dog, like little tiny barbecued wieners, don't. Just Mm-mm. wait, just wait. Your time will come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's got to be a moment that you won't have to shoehorn it in. It'll feel natural. Be like, <laughs> this is the shit I just heard. Right. Yeah. Okay. So John and Katie discuss the leg. He leaves it with her and in, in her capable hands mm-hmm. to take care of. Mm-hmm. Right. So she has the leg for unspecified amount of time. John goes back to retrieve it. Mm-hmm. And what she presents to him is not what I was expecting. It's Me either. Like a mold. What would you say is like a resin and the yep. bone is in it. So the resin is shaped sort of like a leg and a foot and it's poured on top of the bone, but it is just weird. It's so weird. I can't explain how odd I thought it was. And now she says, to her credit, that she was not satisfied with it. She wants him to let her do it again. And I think he's like, nah. He originally walks out and is like, oh my God, like, I really just want my goddamn leg back. This is just getting ridiculous, right? Right. right. So then he he knocks on the door and goes back in and says, listen, I think I can clean it. And I think what she's saying is like the resin is has a little bit of a cloudiness in it or something. And he thinks he can polish it up a bit. Yes. And that's fine. It gives him, mm-hmm. it makes it more his right because he's part of the process mm-hmm. but you're right it's now it's like a statue and I had no idea I wonder and they don't show it I wonder if they discussed 
what it would be when it was done. Right. I think that that's, it's quite a departure from the other things that he was talking about. He wanted Mm -hmm. skeletal remains. So to me, that's just bones assembled. So there's some kind of process. I, I assume there's like wires or something held together by fishing line, except for stronger. I mean, there's something to keep it in its original shape, but it's just Mm -hmm. minus anything on the outside. It's just bone. She could have said something along the lines of, listen, that won't hold very long. It's very delicate and fragile at that point. This is a better way to preserve Mm -hmm. it. You can still see it, but it's not going to break or anything like that. So maybe they had discussed all this ahead of time, but they don't show that. So I was very surprised when she pulled it out. It is a very odd reveal. Yes. It was very out of context. Yeah, I I will give you that. Now, she seems to know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was an odd moment in an odd show. And that was like, well, at least that part seems consistent. Right. So <laughs> on par. Right. It was weird. We've all seen a skeleton, right? But this is such an odd mix of this is actually someone touching their own skeleton. That your, your brain is like, this is not a thing. I don't understand this. I just hearken back to why did he even want it? It's so weird. Now, I will say Marion at one point did say that he kind of equates this leg to his dad, right? So as long mm-hmm. as this leg, he has it and it's in the world and it's with them, then his dad is still there too. Right. It's kind of how she sees it. And I'm like, I can get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to mourn in some, in his own way. Well, I also think that there's religious implications somewhere that say that you have to have all of you when you are buried, but that is not the case here. He wants it for a reason beyond that, but the journey that he's gone on <laughs> Has been very interesting. Oh my um, God. So many yeah. years. Cause we're at like 2014 now. Right. So <laughs> this originally happened in 2004. 2004 the, so the 10 years. Part. Yeah. Then we go back to Shannon. Mm. Who's been asked to be on a reality show called the Dukes of Haggle. Look, I'm all in. I've already talked about boss hog. I've already mentioned mm-hmm. Roscoe Pico train. So I think that this, this is the trifecta of Dukes of Hazard references. It absolutely is. Now I've never heard of the show. I'm assuming it's on. Spike TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, CMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that uh, for a fact. I'm just speculating because. Yeah. We're just throwing it out there. So apparently it's, it's, they do auctions, right? Mm-hmm. They auction shit off and they want him to come on because he has a backstory and he wants to auction. They want him to be one of the people to kind of help display an item, auction mm-hmm. it, whatever. And he gets there and he's super excited, right? So excited. And then they essentially just kind of take advantage of him and embarrass him. Yeah. And, Again, it breaks my heart. Yes. It's hard to watch. And his wife, Lisa, Mm -hmm. is there, supportive, disappointed for him. But yeah, you really get the sense that this is not what he wanted. And I I have a hard time understanding. I mean, he is a character again. Mm -hmm. He calls himself a legend. Mm -hmm. He says a couple times throughout this that he's heard that he's on everybody's lips in Hollywood. Like people are really talking about him. And I... I think that that's a giant lack of self-awareness. Yeah. yeah was, or it's yeah. a little bit of dreaming that yeah. he's trying to push into reality, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's he ends up selling a leg lamp that is akin to the one in A Christmas Story. Right. And the guy that bought it is like, I love The Christmas Story. I wanted to have this lamp. And so he buys it. And then Shannon's like, you want me to autograph though for you, bud? And yeah. the guy's like, no, no. thanks. <laughs> we can. Yeah. And then they just kind of move on. And this guy, I mean, Shannon, I just feel he knows, he knows deep down that they're just doing it to make fun of him to a certain extent. He tries to call the producer. 
Mm-hmm. And it's sad because he's trying to talk the producer into having him and other stuff. Like, listen, I can, I can cry on command. Those people in Hollywood can't do this. Listen, this is what I can bring for you. Yeah. And it gets nothing. He does go on after and, you know, they ask him on camera, how did you like it? And he's like, Oh, it was great. It was great. You know, he, he pulls a strong face up to, mm-hmm. to finish it. And I give him credit for that because I know he probably really just wanted to walk away, but he went in and finished it and did the job, but it was so hard to watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. I don't watch a lot of reality TV. It reminds me of when they have like celebrity boxing matches. It's not a compliment to be asked to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So continuing on then with John, he seems to be doing well. He and his mom have been able to patch some things up. They've been able to talk and spend some time together, which had not been the case previously. Mm -hmm. He feels like he wants, you know, we're kind of talking a lot about the dad and the leg and everything. And he's sort of starting to come to the terms that what his dad really wants for him is for his health and happiness. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be about what he hasn't done. It can be more about what he has accomplished and, Mm -hmm. you know, having a good life and, and being a responsible man in society. So he is starting to put more energy towards that. And it seems to be working for him because he's also been able to get married. So in 2014, he, he was married. Mm -hmm. So he believes that all of this really worked for him. The leg fiasco brought him to a place he might not have been able to get by himself. So his part of the story ends on a very happy note. Right. And even Marion suggests, no, she doesn't suggest, she at one point says she would like to thank Shannon for being Mm -hmm. a douche. Her (laughs) words. Anyone else who would have found the leg would have just given it back. And John would have continued on the path he was on. I think to the point it wouldn't have occurred to them, to another human being that you wouldn't just go ahead and give it back. Right. Right. So because of Shannon and his douchery, as she calls it, it has pushed John to clean up his life and live a better life. And he is doing better. His mom even said he just seems so much calmer, more at peace, which is good. So yeah, it's all, it's all sunshine and butterflies for him now. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, for Shannon, they show his wife and she's discussing how, you know, he just is chasing and chasing and chasing something that he is not getting. Mm-hmm. And he chimes in. He says, I'm chasing the dream that I had as a kid that I wanted to be on TV every day and to make people laugh. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And that's the dream he's chasing. And unfortunately, he seems to be chasing it almost at the expense of his relationship with his wife. Yes. Um, She said they talk about divorce all the time because he just seems empty. And again, this is in 2014. So hopefully things have turned around for him. It just, he seems very sad having not gotten his big break. Yes. He does seem to be making some changes, however, because he plans to throw the smoker in the ocean because he believes it's cursed. Yes. Yes. I don't disagree with that. I mean, you don't want to use it to actually smoke things in because there was a dead leg in it, but, or any leg. I mean, even if it were alive, you don't want any of that. I just, uh, it's cursed. It's, it's cursed. Let's throw it in the oven. So we do with cursed objects, isn't it? Do they not have a smudge stick there? They can't get the bad juju off of it. You could make it a plant. 
there's a lot of salt in the ocean and they always discuss salt <laughs> as being a way to break, you know, curses and ghosts. So I fully on board with this logic. Right. Mm-hmm. So we find that out on a, well, is that part of the radio interview that he does? No, that was just kind of a blurb at the end. The radio interview is he decided to run for president in 2016. Mm. And spoiler, he didn't get it. <laughs> but would we have been in a worse place if he had? I I don't know. I don't know. It, it's probably pretty <laughs> equal, actually. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought he said that someone had asked him to run, so he yeah. decided to run for president. And that seems par for course. But I'd be interested. I would really be interested to see what he's been doing since then. I should have looked it up. I did not. I'm sorry. Well, we've had been talking a couple times about we'll we'll need eventually we'll need to do some kind of wrap up show or update show. Maybe we'll have to do that shit. Maybe we can contact him. I am sure he would say yes. Oh to, my god, uh, he, he would be on. He would be he would be on. <laughs> he would be on. I'd be like, look, I'm, I would like to talk to you, but if I could also talk to Lisa, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah. That girl, listen, she seems very sweet. And here's the thing. Like I said several times, everyone in this documentary, they're all good people. Mm -hmm. They're all just doing their best. They've mm -hmm. all made poor choices at some point in time. And honestly, who among us? I mean, but yeah. I just, I love them all so much and I want them to do well. Like even Shannon, who seems like this huge character mm -hmm. I want him to be happy I want him to be able to be in front of people and be happy I want him to make his wife happy because she seems mm -hmm. very sad right now and she yeah. bless her heart just wants to see him happy as well mm -hmm. we have a little bit of a shyster vibe right so like kind of a quick turn um selling the snake oil yeah but if he had the right outlet he really could be I mean mm -hmm. a little bit of a comedian or something like that or comedian even I think I call him a comedian that's not right but I think he does have a little star power to him. He does. He has the yeah. energy. He has, you know, something that brings people in and that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if he ever has gone on stage and tried that mm -hmm. because that might give him what he wants. Right. So, I mean, you don't want somebody to be unfulfilled. I don't think it's wrong for him to have a, an ambition, but I think mm -hmm. there are many ways to do it. Like he's focused on TV. That might not be for him. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just, I, I do, I really want, I do want the world for these guys because they, they do seem like good people. Yeah, I mm -hmm. do too. And and I hope he's doing well and yeah. everyone is doing well still yeah. six, almost seven years later. Mm -hmm. from this I, do like the, I do like the idea of trying to see what they're up to now. Mm -hmm. Where are they now? Um, <laughs> it will have an update on all of them. Yeah. For real. To like wrap up the documentary. I loved it. I loved everything about yes. it. There were highs, there were lows, there were laughs, there were tears. I mean, you couldn't ask for more in a documentary. Honestly, you could not ask for more. Yeah, this one's an interesting mix. I will give you that because uh, it's nice. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it ends on a high note too, which I'm always a fan of because, you know, I like my Disney endings. So Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It ends well. So I think everyone should watch it if you haven't already. Listen, stop now. Go watch it. Right. I was thinking the same thing. We're like, all right, we're happy that you're here, but if you don't go watch it, we're going to be mad at you. We won't be mad, but we'll be disappointed. <laughs> you get the thumbs down. <laughs> right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Right, so Aaron, what are we doing next week? All right. So without further ado, next week we'll be covering the documentary called Tickled. 
I believe you can find this on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. Uh, there might be some other places to find it. This one I've heard about beyond our research. So I think it's got a little bit of fame. I mean, it kind of brought some attention to itself for other reasons. Go go take a gander at that. I'll also ask you to please rate, review, and subscribe. We would like to find as many people as uh, would like to find us. So it's always nice to have a little bit of extra oomph there. And then please come in, comment and question and get involved in the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at go dock yourself on both of those platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got this week. Me too. So happy new year to you. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and we look forward to many conversations in the coming year, coming months. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone stay safe and remember, don't keep anyone else's body parts. It's just right. gross. Yeah. We'll add that to the list. No left turns and document all those bruises. Absolutely. All right, guys. <laughs> all Later. Right. Later.